0: Welcome to Cups and Cakes presents Inside the Artist Studio. The interview you're about to hear was originally recorded on October 28, 2017. To find out more about Cups and Cakes, visit them at cupsandcakespod.com. That's cups, the letter N, cakespod.com. What you're about to hear may contain filthy language and adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, my name is Jeff McCallum and you've tuned in to Inside the Art Studio. Joining me today are members from Winnipeg's Apollo Suns. Apollo Suns blend elements of rock, jazz, prog, and experimental music into a unique instrumental assault on the senses. Seven members make up this band who have quickly turned into one of Winnipeg's hardest working acts. Taking time from their second Western Canadian tour in 2017 to join me is Ed and Anatole. Welcome to Cups and Cakes. Hey, hey. thanks for having us uh, on the show. Let's start with intros. Uh, who's who and what do you play? Uh, my name is Ed Roche. I play
1: guitar and uh, I do most of the behind the scenes stuff, booking, management, uh, promotion, writing, just
2: everything, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> big cheese uh oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm the boss but <laughs> <laughs> uh and i'm anatole i uh play keys right on yeah
1: so uh, and, and he drives the tour van yes. for most of it
0: <laughs> you have the, the worst driver.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and makes google spreadsheets uh, yes lots of spreadsheets <laughs> so
0: Apollo sons is a relatively young band uh, tell us how you guys came together uh, well, it
1: started with um, the uh, destruction, I guess, of my last band, uh, Electric Soul, mm-hmm. and uh, our now bass player Dave Gannett was playing keys in this band, and we were like uh, we were like um, singing and um, you know like going for more like a prog psychedelic rock with like vocals, but uh, uh, Dave and I are not the most um, uh, like graceful singers, I guess you could say <laughs> um,
2: I didn't even know that Dave sang or or played keys
1: Yeah, both Dave and I sang in uh, electric soul. Wow. Yeah um, I guess you'd know that if you ever came to one of our shows, but you know, whatever. <laughs> I was too young I don't know. <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> anyway, so after that stopped um, and, and we did a tour with them and like released an album, but uh, it kind of like kind of disintegrated and um We just kind of fell into musical purgatory, as I call it. Mm -hmm. So what we would do is we would just invite friends um, to come jam and like musicians that we loved in the Winnipeg music scene, and we would book a show and just invite 10 of our friends to come play the show with us, and we would have different instrumentation each time, and we called it the Electric Soul Orchestra. Cool. And we would write... 40 minutes of music in about two rehearsal sessions and play it then. And we would have people from Mahogany Frog, Mayachi Ghost, Mise en Scene, um, and other uh, prominent um, Winnipeg bands, I guess. And uh, yeah, it just kind of came about from that. And uh, the reaction to those shows was overwhelmingly insane as compared to Electric Soul shows. You know, like we had a good following, but when we started doing the instrumental. Um, jam thing people were like oh wow this is what you guys were like should be doing so when we started Apollo Suns I wanted to take that um, kind of aesthetic of having a lot of improvisation but but more focused having really easy melodies that would connect with people and a lot more focus, but also keeping that improvisation kind of like Devil may care, I guess, for lack of a better um, (laughs) uh, expression. Yeah. So we just wanted to keep it exciting, but uh, yeah, just more focused. And then, uh, yeah, we started recruiting friends, and um, and now it's a seven-piece full horn section uh, in the studio. We're going in to record a new album, and we've got, I think, a, a five-piece horn section lined up. And wow. Yeah. I wanted it to sound big and to really hit people, and um, I don't think there's a lot of people in Winnipeg, even Canada, that are wanting to do, like, I don't know. I feel like this project's pretty unique. Um, I, th- I think we do have a lot of contemporaries in Canada, Yeah. but I'm like, I don't know. I feel like there isn't a huge thing, and I feel really good about that as well. You know? Cool yeah but uh anatole here has been in the uh band since february February, he came in and replaced chad braun who was our original he was with us for a year but um he 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 just wasn't into um uh the live element of music
2: and so anatole has been yeah
1: yeah jumped in on that and really turned it into
2: his own oh thanks
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh no it's been great yeah so your debut EP blends elements of jazz, prog, and experimental music into kind of like a rock hybrid. Uh, how is the sound, well you kind of talked about how it was born, but is it just through jamming that you guys found the sound? Um,
1: I, I guess at the beginning it was. Um, I generally write most of the music, but now it's kind of kind of solidified a little bit more like, I don't know, Anatole's like, uh, no, Anatol's, like in the band. He's not just a guy who is a session player for the band. Like I could yeah. like, I, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm, it's yeah. my band too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You, you, know it's like when you bring someone new in and you're it's kind of like the first date and you don't know like okay are we doing this are we not are you into this or yeah am i more into you than you are into me kind of thing you know (laughs) so she kind of got to get get to know your musicians a little bit and so so now um i've noticed a big difference in how we write for this new album um it's showing off uh, everyone you know like it's Mm -hmm. giving a lot more space to breathe and and a lot more um space for other people to kind of take the lead um Whereas on the first EP There's a guitar solo on every song And sometimes two <laughs> Which, you know, I like taking guitar solos But at the same time We've got such good players in the band That it's like I don't have to take guitar solo every song And um, yeah. and, and I really like that You know, it gives me time to just breathe And really listen to the music Instead of playing all the time
2: Yeah, and I, I think compositionally What's going to be on this second album Is just going to be a lot more jazz influenced yeah. Because of, of who's in it Yeah um, Yeah yeah, like
1: um, half the band now is all U of M jazz trained musicians. Like our our and alto sax player is jazz um, trumpet player. I I think all but two of us are actually jazz trained.
0: Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. So is that the way the new album that you guys are talking about is going to be leaning towards? It, It's gonna be very
1: still have the energy of rock and roll and like a lot of funky bits, but it's gonna be pushing more out into like that 70s progressive fusion style. Yeah. But very like way more into like the jazz context, which I which I really enjoy. It's it's really fun to write like that. And um, I used to be afraid of saying like we were a jazz band because when you say jazz or prog, people are always like, (laughs) Oh my God, it's 20 minute jam sessions and all you guys do is like. Like, masturbate musically and yeah. it's like no we it's just a way of like going down a, a different path you know mm-hmm. like um, I always found Prague and jazz to be so like like mood setting or like picturesque, like you could really see all the colors and and in the painting, you know, like yeah. um, mm. with when you have all these different um, influences coming. So uh, I'm really excited to record the new album. We've been working on new songs for a while, and I think they're really beautiful. So,
0: so yeah. let's talk about that recording. You guys have dates planned to hit the studio for this. Uh, do you know who you're going to be doing it with? All that sort of stuff.
1: Yeah, we're we're Is like
0: January, right?
1: Yeah, end of January. Uh, We've got two weekends booked, and what I love about this band is we play really well live off the floor together, so we're going to record a lot of it all in one room. Um, you know, breathing the same air at the uh, same time, so perfect. Um, yeah, really hear like the sweat and in it, you know, which I really love about the um, the days of old, which mm-hmm. like you know, it was just a group of musicians in the room and really talking to each other and having a conversation as
2: a as a, a really great jazz musician said Mm -hmm. and uh like that that definitely helps with the new like the more jazz influenced stuff because you know we're we're reacting a lot more to each other which you you know you kind of if you're gonna do takes and track everything you kind of have to plan what the energy is gonna be yeah whereas when we're doing it live off the floor you know we can just do it and uh Yeah See where it goes Yeah they can come off uh, uh, Recordings where
0: you just Track everything They can come off as stale So it's cool To hear you guys Are are gonna go off the floor For this
1: Yeah and uh, we're working uh, At Paintbox Studios With Lloyd Peterson Who's worked with Uh Oh God, uh, he, back in the day he recorded The Weaker Thins and nice. uh, The Ducks and a lot of great um, Canadian bands. But uh, yeah, he's worked with some really cool people and we've got uh, a Winnipeg composer, producer, jazz guitarist, uh, Keith Price is going to be producing it with us. And uh, he's like an award-nominated player. Yeah, and, I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah, he's such a nice guy and he's just got such a great ideology of music that it really
0: yeah it really helps right on so there are seven of you in the band usually okay what lessons have you learned about how to tour with such a large band um don't tour with all of them
1: (laughs) yeah uh really learn to work with people's availability yeah um as like the band leader um i have subs for almost every position like anatole took a month off in july to go traveling so we just had chad Back for a couple of shows. Um, Eric, uh, who's on this tour, is not our usual saxophone player. Okay. Uh, Ethan, our main drummer, uh, d- doesn't tour, so um, which is unfortunate. He's a great drummer, but Glenn uh, Radley fills in, and he's also really good. And um,
2: so, seasoned touring musician too. Yeah, yeah. Nice. So,
1: um, so, so, so in that sense, it's nice. Um, it took me a lot to get used to. I, I at first, I hated it. Yeah. Um, because I it, I had to accept that um, although the representation of the band on the road would be different it wouldn't be worse yeah it would just be a different beast but we're still playing great shows the response has been great but uh, I guess with that many people you got to know also on a personal level of when to leave someone alone and mm-hmm. when not to push them too much because um, al- although you want like the best it's like sometimes you just gotta not talk to someone for a few hours and just like let them have their like quiet time and and, and even i need that like uh, sometimes it's like hey guys like don't oh yeah yeah it's like, please, yeah, like like please don't talk to me for a couple hours i just want to go to sleep and i'm in a like bad mood and yeah
2: yeah if i may i just want to jump on on what you said about having having the different people for me i i really enjoy that um you know getting to play with a lot of different people because they bring different things to mm. the sound and as a rhythm section player i get to respond to that yeah and then i can take that back with me when we go back to the original lineup and then yeah. fuse that in and see how the the hometown players react to that and you know it just mix for so many different possibilities definitely yeah. ever morphine eh? yeah man
1: yeah. the yeah the band over the last six months has gotten so ridiculously tight mm. with playing with each other it yeah. is it like coming off the last tour that first rehearsal back is like oh my god yeah we just like we just like leveled up here if this is an rpg game our like <laughs> dexterity points went up or something
0: yeah <laughs> You guys just recently did a video, correct? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So what was that experience like? Uh, it was a lesson
1: in patience, <laughs> and it was it was a lot of work. It uh, it started off as a little nugget of a, of an idea. And as we started working on it, more and more people started contributing to the video. And uh, soon we had makeup artists, hair, uh, jewelry designers, just local artisans and artists and filmmakers and photographers and uh, musicians from around the scene were in roles. So, like, it's like this... uh, uh, a spy spoof of the '60s, where uh, where where the band is like the henchman band, and um, the evil villain who is bass player of uh, Soulhounds plays the the e- the evil Dick Rembo, who's um, layers in a volcano, and he has a laser on the moon, trying to destroy the earth, uh, and we got some really cheesy looking effects from uh, my buddy Zeph Risen who's a graphic designer and animator. Sweet, uh, it 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 looks great. It's uh, it's can and spoofy but it looks like well done
2: yeah yeah totally like I I wasn't I, I came in to the band too late to really get involved with it but like from the outside it's like the story and the props are so campy but then the shots and the makeup and everything is so well done it's just this really hilarious juxtaposition I, yeah. I love it um,
1: yeah so we just kind of took our uh, mashup of the impo- uh, James Bond and Mission Impossible themes that we do which is on the EP and uh, when we were going in to um, record it and set up all of our marketing and like promotion and what video do we want to do it just seemed like the most logical thing because um, it already has that narrative built into it you know yeah. it's like oh spy genre okay so there's a mad villain there's henchmen there's there there's a beautiful girl who's way smarter than the actual heroes um, and like our James Bond and uh, MI agent are just bumbling idiots too like, yeah they're constantly tripping over themselves and yeah and yeah it was it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of work. Um, I really have to thank um, Janice Lafleur, who is is my partner now, um, and we're actually expecting our first uh, child. Which oh, is really congratulations! Cool. Yeah, thanks. Um, but uh, she she worked so hard, and everyone actually worked really hard and. Uh, it was a lot of sweat and blood and, and tears. It was really hard at some points, but it was really, it, it looks great, and I couldn't be more thankful for all the support. So, where can anybody out there find it? You can find it on our uh, Facebook page. Uh, we have a YouTube channel. You can stream it there. I guess which song is it for? Uh, An Impossible Bond, which is a clever. Mission Impossible, James Bond.
0: <laughs> it, all, it really does come together, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: but, uh, yeah, and, I mean, uh, if people like it, please share it, show your friends, and, um, yeah, let us know.
0: Sweet. Uh, so you guys already talked about your new album, which is going to be coming out sometime this year, we hope. Uh, yeah, we're planning a fall, uh, a fall release. Um, so
1: our plan is to record it uh, this winter, yeah, uh, and then um, we're doing a three-week uh, East, East Coast Canadian tour, yeah, and then uh, festivals over the summer, and then uh, releasing in the fall, followed by more touring. We'll be coming back to Western Canada then. Nice. Uh, yeah, we want. We kind of wanted to set our sights with this first release as just kind of building a base in western canada because it's a lot easier to tour yeah for the most part uh being from winnipeg yeah um but now it's time to go into the east and start approaching that because um all the music that i've been loving and um our contemporaries are actually coming a lot from the u.s okay so we want to start building into the u.s because uh I, I love Canadian music, and um, and there are a lot of Canadian bands that I love. And then there's like the, this whole insane jazz groove, soul, funk thing happening in, in the states right now. That like I'm like, man, we got to get down there. And, yeah. Yeah.
2: And and at the same time, we're getting a lot of love from radio stations on the East Coast too. So yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And yeah. like uh, and in California, like modern jazz times mm. has been playing us a lot. And even in the states, we've been having um, DJs from. Uh, Germany, Russia, and like France like messaging us and nice. like hey, like we've been playing it. When are you coming over? It's like well we gotta we gotta take care of Canada <laughs> first and then and then we would love to. I mean if you wanna give us a bunch of money to come over there. We'll come by anytime all means, then, yeah. Please <laughs>
0: <laughs> Right on. Well that is it for the kind of normal. Sort of questions that you guys are probably used to Oh We're gonna, yeah, this is
1: a great interview by the yeah. way oh. yeah.
2: <laughs> We're gonna storm right into A rapid fire questionnaire oh. here I love and hate these I love listening to them, hate doing them <laughs> <laughs> uh, First question, what album Sparked your love of music? Get Your yayas Out
1: by the Rolling Stones It's a live album and it's got a beautiful cut Of Sympathy for the Devil on there Sweet
2: Oh, man. I, I I really don't know. Um, it was just like a slow burn for me getting into music. So uh, I think maybe I, I'd go with John Coltrane's the Love Supreme. Sweet. It's like, yeah. Oh, beautiful. That's what one put me over the edge. Yeah. What's your current musical obsession? Frank Zappa. Um, Arnold Schoenberg. Albin Berg. No one knows who that is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like... Uh, 1930s 12 tone Serialist Composers Cool Very cool Yeah Burgers or pizza? Pizza Uh Veggie burgers How do you take your coffee? Black Black
0: Best movie you've seen recently? Uh Blade Runner 2049 Uh Arrival Also by the same director? Same director
1: Look at you guys Uh, Same uh, production designer too Oh nice
0: Alcohol or marijuana? Marijuana Um Yeah <laughs> What's the best thing to happen to you on stage? Oh God,
1: this one girl. Um, she she reached up and like we were we were playing, and she just gave me her hand. And when I when I touched her hand, she squeezed mine as hard as she could. And it was like the best way anyone has ever let me know how much like the experience has meant to them. Cool. Um, it's like people when they're sweating and dancing, and you see them, and they're in the zone, and yeah, and um, yeah.
2: It's mm. it's magical. That that's the best thing. Nice for me. Uh, pretty recently, I'd I'd fallen out of touch with like everyone I went to high school with, which it was like a pretty small high school, francophone high school, so it was tight knit. But I just fallen out of touch with all of them. And then we recently played a show in the in the francophone area of, of Winnipeg, Saint Boniface, um, and like they were just all just randomly there because no this was a bar that they all hang out at. Uh, and yeah, just like reconnecting with them and just like seeing people like. Oh, Oh yeah, it's like you and then they come they now come to our shows pretty regularly so that's great. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> What's the worst thing to happen to you on stage?
1: Um, I've had people, uh, I know this is a hot topic right now, I've had people full-on grab uh, at my body while on stage. Yeah. And being a guy, I don't feel as threatened, but it's still oh, yeah. jarring yeah. as well. Uh, and I've had people grab my guitar and actually break it at uh, one point, which which I appreciate that you're into the music so much, but please keep your hands to yourself. Yeah, pause I'm, off. Yeah. Um, unless I invite you know, wh-
0: whatever like yeah. people it doesn't matter if you're a guy or a girl. Everybody's got personal space. Yeah, oh, yeah,
2: absolutely Yeah, um, yeah gear malfunctions and stuff yeah. just breaking.
0: Yeah How many pets do you have and what are their names? uh i recently had
1: two cats um but i had to find them new homes because uh my partner is allergic to them unfortunately Uh, yes uh but uh there were two cats named fritz and baggins and fritz i love that little fella he was such a good cat (laughs) he was such a good cat
2: Mm, i uh recently adopted the neighbor's cat bobby nice yeah nice what's the strangest job you've ever had I worked on an assembly
1: line. Um, I was the last guy um, in a f- in a cow feed factory, so I had to hold the be- 50 pound bag while cow feed came in, and oh. I smelled terrible. I would <laughs> I would shower, and like black stuff would come out of my hair. I was 15 at the time, yeah, like 12 years ago, making 10 bucks an hour. So it's like. I was really popular because I could buy so much dope.
0: Yeah,
2: <laughs> definitely. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. Um, tour guide at uh, La Maison Gabriel Roy, which is the birth house of a Franco-Manitoban author. Right on. Yeah.
1: That's so random. That yeah. is random.
2: <laughs> We're up in Saint B. Yeah, I
0: guess. so <laughs> What was your favorite childhood toy? N- remember Street Sharks. No. Okay, so Street
1: Sharks was an animated TV show from about, I would say, 1992 to 1994 yeah. on YTV. They used to have these hand puppets that you could like <laughs> control their mouths because they were mutated st- sharks Kay. that were like bikers and stuff like that.
0: <laughs> um, very early 90s. Sounds like a knockoff of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah,
1: yeah, pretty much yeah. exactly that. Or Biker Mice from Mars, if anyone remembers yeah. that. Uh, so I had this hand puppet of one of... The the cool shark nice. you know he was like the raphael of, of,
2: of the street sharks if you will nice uh i used to play with Connects a lot like i had uh, uh, you had smart toys well yeah i guess
1: <laughs> hey
2: yeah. I, I loved Connects. i had them too no yeah. no no
1: i love those too I've,
2: I've got like mild add but like as a kid like i could focus on that stuff for just hours at a time and yeah. just you know yeah dead Sweet. to the world Sweet. <laughs> who's your
1: favorite superhero? um oh man i mean i usually go for the villains man they're just way more interesting as characters then uh, who's your favorite villain uh i would say joker yeah um joker or uh is spawn would spawn be a hero or a villain Ooh, that's walking a fine line yeah right yeah. He, he's
0: really gray yeah it's definitely gray but yeah i, yeah. I, I would say either uh, i think he's painted as a, a hero yeah but he's like an anti-hero yeah, yeah for yeah. sure yeah uh i really don't know uh no. all yeah, right no. fair enough <laughs> beatles or the stones uh oh stones
1: for the attitude beatles for the uh music yeah i go beatles what was your first car uh i've never had a first car because this little fella does not drive
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh it's my uh, i inherited my grandfather's 2002 chevy malibu still going strong one less window. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite Canadian city to play? Mm.
1: Oh boy. Well, I would love to say Edmonton. So help us out, guys. <laughs> uh, so Calgary has been a great time. Banff has been beautiful. Banff is nice. Um, Saskatoon's been a couple good shows.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, I really hear that Montreal loves their music. So yeah, I've I've played Montreal in the past. That's a lot of fun. Cool. What's the worst? Oh, Regina. Regina. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, guys.
0: I love computer sweat, though. What's your biggest pet peeve? Regina.
1: Uh, (laughs) Regina. Regina. uh, Tardiness. If people are late, it grinds the shit out of my gears. Fair enough. Yeah.
0: What's your favorite road trip album?
1: Ooh. Ooh. You know... I didn't like this album until we listened to it on the last tour Mm -hmm. to pimp a butterfly by Kendrick Lamar. Mm. Absolutely amazing album. Yeah. Yeah. It like tears me up every time when mortal man comes on. I'm like, Oh my God, (laughs) we got to fix this.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I, I almost prefer to just like sit and listen to that one. Like it's yeah. Yeah. Uh, Beyonce's Lemonade is, is a good road trip one. Nice. Uh, snarky Puppy stuff. I like to drive to. Kamasi mm-hmm. Washington, the epic. Yes.
0: Oh that's good. yeah. That's epic. Great. If you could hang out with one of your musical idols, would you? Oh my god. Could we jam with them, or just
1: hang out and talk to them? Just hang out and talk. Oh. Oh man, I I love no. Frank Zappa, but like he's I've heard he's kind of a prick. But also, like, I would really just want to pick his brain about musicality. Also, like, Miles Davis or Coltrane, I would just love to talk to you about music. Hmm. But I, apparently neither of those people were nice people.
2: I mean, like, yeah, Coltrane, if you got him at the right time, you could you could probably get along with, not not Miles. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'd, I I, don't know. I'd probably be way too nervous. Who was your hero? Oh, just, like, so many. But, ah. Uh, I don't know, I, I, I really don't think I could I think yeah. I'd just, just uh, come up I think when you
1: meet your heroes You kind of see how horribly human they are You do Which mm. is
0: like, oh god like I don't want to, yeah I had that experience with Stephen Malkmus Who's that? Uh, the singer for Pavement Stephen oh. Malkmus and the Jicks hmm. Yeah, when I met him, I wish I hadn't <laughs> Oh no, I'm so sorry to hear that <laughs> If you could fight any musician Who would it be? Oh jeez Oh, that's so hard.
1: I think John Lennon actually. Really, why? Because he was such like a little. I'm gonna like he was such a piece of crap. Yep. He would talk about peace and love all the time, but he was a known woman beater. Like he abandoned his first child. Like mm. yeah. Like that holier than thou crap. At least I don't know. At least some other musicians like Tom Waits was pretty upfront about himself being a piece of crap. Yeah. Like, mm. like you know he's a beautiful human being who understands that he's a human being. John Lennon was like oh peace love man. which which i get i'm for but like
2: embody that you know oh yeah i don't know i've had enough of like left-wing hypocrites oh god don't don't practice what they preach yeah okay but musician you would musician i would fight oh my god
1: i don't know Uh. Miles davis just two rounds of boxing with yeah that
2: would that would be interesting yeah i'll go with that (laughs) oh no, no, no no charles mingus
1: Oh, nice. Oh, man. man he I'd would so lose.
2: You. I would lose so bad, but that would be a story and a half. <laughs> <on>. <laughs>
0: all right. I got one last question for you guys. If you just found out you were the very last person alive on Earth, what's the first thing you would do? Oh, man. I'd probably be like super happy
1: because most of the time I don't like being around people, but then I'd probably start crying because all my face, then I couldn't play music with anyone. Yeah
2: yeah yeah totally same
1: (laughs) i mean i love a lot of people but for the most part it's like dealing with people sometimes like
0: oh my god yeah right on well that's all i got fellas thank you so much for joining me on inside the Art studio yeah thanks so much for having us yeah this is fun and best of luck in 2018 thanks cool all right dear listener we're gonna leave you with a track from apollo sun's debut ep each day a different sun we'll hear the aforementioned an impossible bond Cups and Cakes presents is produced by Jeff McCallum. The featured track was played with permission from Apollo Suns. Undercurrents from Atlantis Jazz Ensemble's album Oceanic Suite is the background music throughout the entire episode. Oceanic Suite is available through Ottawa's marlowe Records. Find out more at MarlowRecords.com. Inside the Artist Studio is the second podcast from Cups and Cakes. To hear the original and learn more, go to CupsAndCakesPod.com. That's Cups, the letter N, CakesPod.com. Thanks for listening.